I know he's been gone like a few minutes already. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, Andrew, there you I are. Hear him. It's told Matt the news since it's episode twenty. I don't think he's actually back. I'm feeling uh, twenty two. Yeah, there it is. Full Taylor Swift episode. I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I Thank want, God. I wanted to see how you guys would react. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. I'm your host for the week, Dawson, and I'm joined by my two comrades, Andrew and Matt. So go ahead and say hi or not, depending on what kind of mood you guys are in. Hi. I was going to say Dust Vidanios, but that means goodbye. <laughs> As we've learned on this show, Andrew doesn't really know what other language phrases mean. Well, I remembered it from the third, third, <laughs> the third Michael Bay Transformers movie. Uh, what's his oh, face? Uh, crap, what's his name? Optimus Prime. Shia LaBeouf? No, the guy, the guy who works for the government. Oh. I'm trying to remember the act. John Turturro. Oh, yeah. There John you go. John character. Yeah. They go into a Russian bar, and he goes up to the door, and the guy, like, opens up the sliding, like, you know how they have, like, sliders on scary doors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He opens up the thing, and the guy says... What is the password? And he goes, that's what done. He's like, that means goodbye. And shuts the door. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> I love the isolated moments of comedy that actually work in those movies. That yeah. I would say the funniest Transformers movie is the third one. And that's why it's the only Transformers movie I own. <laughs> but it's, it's really funny. And like John Turturro just carries in that entire movie. He's so great. Yeah. I love John oh, Turturro. He's a great He's actor. Amazing. He's Coming so out good. with another one too, 2023. Yeah, they are. Rise of the Beast. This is the la- this is the first time in a long time I'm actually excited for a Transformers. Didn't that trailer like just come out recently? Yeah, yeah like two days ago. Oh, two days ago. like very recently. It's like Friday or Thursday. Huh. I will say the style of the Transformers in this movie looks way better. Like, it, oh they, yeah, they're more retro looking in it. It's cool. Well, I think it's I think Bumblebee like was the first step towards kind of correcting the design from being way too like yes. modernized and complicated. I think going mm-hmm. back to how they look how people know them to look from like the olden also, times per se is a good idea. They also show them transforming in the commercial which awesome. is or, or yeah. the trailer which is a good sign. No off-screen transformations. No off-screen transformations. <laughs> well there's and one they, character. they have the good sound design again. So. Awesome. There's one character that transforms like is driving then stops spits out the human character and transforms so fast into walking it was like wow this is like completely the opposite from when you see first see optimus prime transform in the first transformers movie and it's just like wow this is insane like it was like so many moving parts yeah it just looked like a bunch of junk piled together mm-hmm. they're mechanical yeah. marvels in terms of the animation but it's not it doesn't quite Especially because of that, I think that's why so many transformations were off screen because it's just way too expensive. Yeah, yeah and then at the fourth Transformer movies, they just turned into cubes. Oh yeah, like, the little float. like uh, yeah, yeah, they float through the air and then like like morph into a transformer, and it's like, what? This is happening? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I remember my first time for totally derailing whatever Dawson had to talk about, and that's <laughs> ironic, and that's funny enough. It was the Transformer movies. 
actually was. No, I'm joking. Whoa. But uh, I remember, I think you. Know, I think it was either my mom or my grandma or my grandpa. Or someone just randomly bought me the original Transformers movie from the 80s on, uh, D- on DVD and gave it to me. I don't remember what the... I think it was either for like Christmas or for like my birthday or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just into Transformers at the time. And so it's like, hey, here's this car- here's this uh, this movie based on a cartoon that you have no context for, but watch this movie. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you know, Ironhide, like, because like all the characters in these movie, in the original movie, are completely separate characters from the uh, from the Michael Bay movies. So mm-hmm. it's like I I recognize the names, but I don't recognize them as characters. And mm-hmm. so. It's like, what is happening? And then Optimus Prime dies in the first 30 minutes and then stays <laughs> dead. <laughs> it's like, it's the insane thing. And like, that was like one of the most, that's like one of the most controversial like kids movies, like killing Optimus Prime, him staying dead and then remaining dead for the rest of the run of the cartoon. Like he did not come back until they rebooted the cartoon like decades later. Jeez. It's a bold step. And I always remember, I always, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about. But uh, <laughs> the, in the 1980s G.I. Joe movie, the animated one, oh, yeah. there's a, the main character, not the main character, but one of the, like, the main guys, Duke, he gets stabbed by one of the, uh, the bad guys. And then it's like, oh, he's, they may, they, I obviously, it obviously shows that they originally were going to kill Duke off and then replace him because all these things are shilling out for toys. And so if we bring in new toys, all these kids are going to go crazy for these new toys. And so he obviously was supposed to die, but then they watched Transformers and saw the backlash. Like, we can't do that. We have to backtrack. We have to backtrack. <laughs> and so there's one character who's like, oh, no, Duke slipped into a coma. It's like he is bleeding out all over the ground right now. He's he's supposed to be dead, but yeah. then it's like at the end of the movie, he's like, "Good news, Duke's out of his coma." Oh, thank God! <laughs> it's like cool. We don't have to <laughs> do what Transformers did. Yeah. All right, go ahead with what you actually brought to us. <laughs> uh, first of all, I guess second of all, now, uh, happy International Ninja Day. Uh, Woo! We love ninjas. I talked think. about this uh, last episode, uh, so I figured I'd bring it up because we're actually tweet. recording it on International Ninja Day. That's hilarious. Um, I had I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I remember one time ninjas. I know this is a ninja ninja day, but is this ninja ninja day or is this just ninja day? Like n- ninja what? as in like ninjutsu. Is this ninja as in the streamer ninja or is this no. ninja oh. as in the- <laughs> not the streamer? Not the, the ancient, the ancient warrior. Dude, I was so confused. I'm like, what? On, what do you mean, ninja, ninja, or ninjas? It's just I wasn't even thinking say, of if they ninja. Had an the international gamer. ninja. Andrew's day, just like, insane. it's Ninjago Day, guys. Heck yeah. Funny, this is completely unrelated, but I was. I just well, that's started, not I was reading nothing some... new here. Clearly, that's not new. <laughs> but speak. I meant. I more meant say. I was read. I've been reading some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I comics. love. I love the TMNT comics and shows. Yeah. They're great. And so I've been reading the the last Ronin. Uh, comic. Oh, dude, that one sounded that interesting, but I know like nothing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So you don't even. Know, oh, well, you know a little bit, but uh, well, dude, I I could maybe Ronin... I could maybe name them, maybe name them, Michelangelo, <laughs> Donatello. Raphael, 
Please tell me you can get this one. This one's the best. It's your one. favorite, isn't it? Yeah. Hang on. Leonardo. Yes. Let's go. go. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo leads. Donatello does machines. Of course, uh, I got the Ra leader last. <laughs> Raphael, Raphael is a cool but rude, rude guy. He's cool but rude, and Michelangelo is a party dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is related Ronin, because they're ninjas. <laughs> the Last Ronin is a great comic series because it it's basically a different adaptation on that like universe. Uh, it's like what if three of the four turtles died? Um, <clears throat> then there would be one. Which, and it, it's Mikey who they leave, which I think Oilers. just gives him. Well, yeah, but that's the whole concept. Uh, I... yeah, <laughs> in the first issue, you don't know who it is. Oh, really? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who it is until you get to the second, until you get to the end of the first issue. Interesting. Minute, but I yeah, know it's it's great. Uh, yeah, because he Mikey's wears a black. character just grows oh, okay, like, crazy. Like, there's so much character. Like, it makes Mikey an even better character than he already is, and he's already a great character. I mean, he was already a party dude. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Mikey just kind of carry the mantle of being the only one left, like, it's just, an, it's. Something I never expected them to do, but I think is just a great take. <laughs> they also kill people in that comic. <laughs> yeah. It's a very dark version. Yeah, of, so I would assume so, and stuff. based on the premise. Um, There's also five yeah, Ninja Turtles now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, but uh, I guess that was a little sidetrack, but it is a good one. I, I'll always talk All about it. All I know about Ninjas. But it, it kind of goes into what a little bit of what we were going to talk about. So it's a good segue. Okay. Um, so I wanted to propose a question to you guys. And that is, and I feel like every little kid, at least every little boy has had this dream or at least prayed like a prayer about it. Uh, but what superpower set would you have if you could have any superpower set? Define superpower set. Like, you get like one, one power? One power, basically. Uh, but everything that comes with that. So, like, if you've got super speed, you've got the typical super speed power set. I gotcha. Um, and, uh, oh, boy. I just re I got reminded of this this Reddit post where it was like, uh, someone's like, name, name what superpower you want. And then the first person to reply to you will give gives you your weakness. Oh, I've seen like, that. I have super yeah. strength. And then someone responded, "You have cancer." <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Oh man! <laughs> I mean, a Deadpool. Interesting thing about Deadpool is like his cancer is what keeps his uh, like healing factor so strong because it's he's always healing, hmm. so it never slows down. But, his weakness is like his strength. Interesting, interesting thing about the comics. But uh, yeah, I figured I'd ask the question. There's more to go with it, so uh, well, like, I'll, I'll like you got into that like you after. have like follow up questions. I have follow ups such. for gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can go ahead because I'm gonna need to think for a second. I got to narrow uh, so mine down. So for me, my favorite power set has always been shape shifting. I feel like the potential for it is just great. Uh, because if you have the ability to shapeshift, makes like stealth missions great. Like, you can also change, you know, 
your strength levels, your size. Uh, so like, if you need to you know, fit into like a small passageway to get into a building uh, undetected, like that's that's useful. But if you need to like break open a door, you can like you know, shapeshift into like a gorilla or something. You know, like I, I love <laughs> I love that power set. That's always been my favorite. It's always been my go-to. Um, that is a good one. It's very yeah. open-ended too. Like you could do a lot with it. Yeah, you can do a lot with it. Um, and I, I just like. And typically, the limitations for that is like, you have to have like the shapeshifting limited to like one scope of things. Um, yeah, you can't just shapeshift into like anything, I guess. Or the other thing is like you keep like your same strength and. Uh, know like your same person personal abilities but like your size or your shape just changes mm-hmm. um so but i'd probably just go with like the limited scope um other than because you know, i you know i don't want to make it op and be like oh i'll shapeshift into superman you know so i'd yeah. probably just go the typical route be able to shapeshift into any animal kind of like beast boy oh okay yeah so, yeah, yeah. Andrew, how about you? Yeah, that would be that would be my go-to. That's a good one. But I wouldn't sure. be green. <laughs> you wouldn't be green. Telekinesis. <laughs> uh, Telekinesis, that's a solid one. That is a good one. Yep. Do you are you going to give further detail or just telekinesis? Well, it's just cool. You can lift yourself. You can lift other. You can basically fly. So true. Yeah. Your hand, but you <clears> don't. <throat> but uh. And you can like lift items. It's always what something I've always wanted to do. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, telekinesis something is cool. like a super high level power set within the comics typically, so it's a good choice. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you can do with it. Mine is a little bit hard to describe, and it's also hard to really designate as like a quote unquote like superpower, but the kind of like characters I always enjoy watching and would love to like be is kind of like the I'm trying to think of the best word how to describe because it's not like one man army because I'm not picturing like Rambo going running in with a machine gun and just ah taking out like the yeah. entirety of Germany or something. But like I've, <laughs> I'm picturing more in the more in like terms of like a uh, like a Bucky Barnes or a ninja to an extent or um solid snake from the metal gear solid series like kind of like a one-man army but like specializing more in like stealth and weapons knowledge and mm, yeah. general like strategy that's kind of my big thing is like strategy so i think a good example in terms of putting it into more perspective is like the hitman series of video games where it's kind of like uh you're one dude but you're using like your stealth and your knowledge of things and it's like put it's like putting together a real life puzzle to accomplish your power. mission the power set it's like ask master essentially yeah something like that like a, like kind of like a anal- you can like pick kinda... up any any skill set just by analyzing it yeah i was just about to say analytical <laughs> kind of like the power of analysis being able to look at a situation and know the absolute best way to go about it without being detected or without taking any damage or anything like that i know in yeah, some I mean... uh you see in some instances you'll see where a character has like an AI that'll like do cal- run calculations for him and like the best way to approach things, kind of like that, but without the AI, where I can just do it in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the uh, in the My Hero Academia anime, there's a character who has a they ha- their superpowers are called quirks, 
And uh, they ha- there's one character who has a quirk. It's called IQ, and they were a they were actually a mouse that was blessed not blessed but uh, has the ability to uh, has is the quirk name IQ, which gives them a super level, high level, human level, uh, advanced intelligence. Hmm. So they can uh, like plan strategies and predict meaning, uh, predict stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so kind of like that, but without being a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the, be be- the best like the best superhero I could picture to kind of kind of gel that not gel, but kind of like sum it up would be Bucky Barnes, probably. Yeah, after he became like the Winter Soldier, of course, good, uh... Batman, too. Yeah, there you go. That's another. Yeah. I don't know how in the world I didn't think of that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Batman's you know, like the, the original one man army. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Batman's a great example, but less like. Yeah, less so like super heroic and, a little yeah, more it's... like my look would be a little more grounded in reality a little more like just kind of like a person as opposed that to like a to superhero emo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so uh, you've got your power set you gotta pick your color scheme you get three colors oh boy so, yeah hmm. um for me personally, I'd probably go like dark red, like a maroon, white, and like a black. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Is that in order um, from like primary, secondary, tertiary? Uh, no, it, in terms of primary, it would probably go, probably go maroon, then black, then as like an accent like gotcha. for like lining this is the purposes. nerdiest conversation <laughs> we've ever had i know <laughs> hey it's flexing my creative bone which i don't use very often so i'm kind of enjoying we'll it see where i'm going with this okay i don't i'm not saying it's a bad conversation <laughs> i'm just saying it's it's on the list of nerdy conversations we've had i think this is probably number one yeah it's yeah. cool though it is i uh, encourage the listeners to kind of think of their own yeah. Answers to uh, the questions I'm asking. So, mm-hmm. I feel like every guy in their life has been like, "Oh yeah, I wish I had superpowers," mm-hmm. and thought about it just for like a second, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my outfit would be like, uh, you know, the Defender Strange from uh, the Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, that that'd be cool. I'm gonna need a little bit of content what i'm trying to look, i'm trying to look it up to describe it he's which got one the cool like tall cape so, well he doesn't have a cape he has a uh he's a robe that is black and red oh yeah i'm thinking of the other one is he yeah. so i would basically do his costume but inverted and where the black where the red where it's red it'd be black and where it's black it would be red okay i gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> well so if like I like the I don't like the my favorite color is red, and I like the I like the and I feel like the black just makes it pop more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would also have the ponytail. <laughs> oh, that guy. Okay, now I know yeah, who you're talking one about. From the beginning. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's a opening. that's a cool one. I that's a good one. Yeah. My color scheme would probably be. I'm not gonna go obvious and say maize and blue because I think that <laughs> I think that's a given. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with the other obvious one, which is the color scheme that I use on my YouTube channel. I'm, I would go black as my main color, and then an equal blend of blue and red, like a bright royal yeah. blue and a bright red for my accents. I think the co- I think that combination of colors looks sick. 
and mm-hmm. I think it'll I think it would be my easy choice for my superhero colors. Yeah. So that being said, need a sidekick. Oh no. <laughs> Your sidekick has to have a useless superpower. A useless suit oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my sidekick has cancer. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man. Andrew's gonna get us cancelled. Cancelled. Uh, there you go. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> oh man. So uh... I was I was Maybe waiting for you still... to go first, Austin, because you've been taking I'm trying the lead to think of these... something that like accents. Uh, oh, you didn't have one. You didn't have one planned already. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> useless. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by useless? Yeah. How useless like, are we it talking? It has no combative use. Okay. Can we give Wait, him so... like some combative use as well, or strictly non, or strictly like strictly non combative? Okay. <laughs> just useless. Okay. Something that will not be useful. Unless it's in like a specifically odd situation. Okay. My sidekick is named uh, Milk Lad, and he controls uh, lactose. Hey, <laughs> I hate this guy. Like I said, like you said, <laughs> only useful in very specific circumstances. So if we're I mean... fighting an enemy that's lactose intolerant, then okay, he's he he wrecks. <laughs> but every other time, he is literally just throwing milk. At people, and that's gross. <laughs> I, I've got one. I've got one. This is one me and uh, Ezra, my friend Ezra and I, we still uh, text each other random useless superpowers, so shout out to him. Um, shout out, Ezra. But this is one of my favorites that I've thought of. Uh, he said, I think I thought of it, and then we thought of like a villain to go along with it, but I won't go into the villain. Um, <laughs> so... My sidekick would have the ability to make people pee. <laughs> gross. It's real gross. It's useless, but oh it, it kind of helps like throw people's attention off, I guess. You know. <laughs> oh boy. Um and just imagine, you know, like you're in a fight <laughs> with like a super villain. And then your sidekick is like, I'll make him pee, don't worry. <laughs> just pees his pants <laughs> like, and he's just super confused, you know. That's really oh, gross. That is, but, that is extremely useless, though. Gross, useless, but somehow a little bit effective. So. <laughs> I'm trying to go up really with useful some... if you're the one who had that power and, like, just had to pee or, like, you wanted to hold your pee for, like, a car ride. <laughs> I guess. I'm trying to think of something like, because the only useless superpowers that I can come up with are just like completely useless, like <laughs> just like just ridiculously stupid. I'm trying to think of something like moderately creative, um, like the one like ones I'm thinking of are like the ability to teleport teleport two feet, or uh, the the ability that's to, pretty useful the ability to fly south, <laughs> or. Stuff like the ability that. to point with immaculate precision. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I I remember coming up with that one at camp. I think that's 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 gonna the one I'm gonna go with. My partner has the ability. I feel like that would be useful to partner with your guy too. My partner has the ability to point with incredible precision. Where basically, like... if you ask him, "Hey, where's the target from here?" He will be able to point exactly which direction the target is from here. <laughs> yes, that Superpower. is the one I'm going with. Superpower is. 
you can fly you can fly you can fly whenever you want however far you want but you never know the exact you you can only ever fly in one direction at one altitude and you <clears> never know what it is <laughs> yeah. So the way uh, we had thought of useless superpowers back in the day is it has to be not a limitation. It's just a superpower that's completely useless. Yeah, those are better. So, yeah, like, that's why, like, the ability to point in <laughs> with precise location or, like, the ability to make someone pee. Like, those are just useless superpowers. that They're not limited. In, the truest, in the truest definition. Yeah, <laughs> Or even just like the ability to control milk, you know, or lactose. Yeah, that's like a that, great that's one. a good one. That's dude. a great one. Which I guess the ability to make someone pee would also help with my power set because I can track someone based on the scent of their pee, probably. Oh, turn into a bloodhound <laughs> or something. Yeah, you're yeah. worried about me getting us canceled. I think they're gonna cancel us based off of that. <laughs> I don't know. Cancer jokes versus talking about pee. I. I don't know. Uh, okay. At least so, I was apologized. I, I will not apologize for my sidekick. I shan't apologize for making someone pee themselves. I'm not making them pee themselves. <laughs> my partner is. Um, it's not me. It's that freak over there. It's not me. It's my idiot sidekick. This is why he's not able to be a superhero. He's got to be stuck being the sidekick. Eventually, he might turn evil because all he can do is make people pee. Whenever anyone says sidekick, I only remember uh, from Sky High. This is also have... what kind of inspired this, because they've got like all the useless superpowers. Yeah, yeah, that, like the guy who can glow in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> but he like uh, he go. Bruce Campbell plays Coach Boomer. He go. A girl turns into a ball, and you can't see me motioning, but I'm gonna do the motion. But he goes side. <laughs> And he like kicks her across the room. Yeah, <laughs> side. Yeah, that's a great movie. I I, find, I got Matt and Claire to watch that uh, just this past year. I mean so. for I mean for like a movie that would probably fall under like the Disney Channel genre. It's a good movie. The Disney movie. I don't know if it's Disney Channel. Yeah, it wasn't Disney Channel, but was it, it did Dis play was on it, Disney Channel. I wasn't sure if it was actually a Disney movie or not. That's the only reason I said it. It is a it's a Disney movie. It's it is a Disney, Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not made a, in like uh, 06. Yeah, for a movie that falls under that category, it was pretty good. It's not a DCI. Disney Channel original. No, DCO. Disney Channel original. Disney Channel originals. <laughs> oh man. So the co Now that now that we've established that uh Diddycom. What? Disney there you Channel go. original movie. There you go. Oh, I thought That's you said the Diddy Kong. <laughs> Diddy Kong. <laughs> there, I'm just saying there was a uh, there's a like a acronym for the Disney Channel original movies, and I was like, what is it? And then it just finally clicked. Yeah. So <laughs> now that we've established your guys, your guys' powers, and like you know, we've established the good side. Oh no. There's always bad that. Or evil that rises up against good. So, for every superhero, there's always a supervillain. So, I pulled up a random superpower generator. Oh, gosh. For your villain. Okay. And I have generating three powers. My and I'm having has a cancer, right? So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the number two for mine. I couldn't resist. So... 
Gosh. <laughs> oh no. So, yeah, the ability that my villain has is the ability to make people poop themselves. <laughs> no, Ooh. no, no. Oh. Uh, the ability to manipulate or generate gravitations or other types of gravitational interaction. So <laughs> gravity crap. manipulation. Whoa, that's crazy. Because you make you could make like a penny weigh like a thousand pounds. Yeah. Ooh. Or a car weigh nothing, and then they could that's change. Good... And they could throw it at you. That's and a then wild change power. It instantaneously. That's, that's a nuts. good villain power. That is. Uh. All right, and then uh, Andrew, you're up next. Pick number one through three. I've, I've oh, re uh... reshuffled. <laughs> three. So, photography. Ability to burn images from one's mind onto surfaces such as a photographic film or by psychic means. He's just a walking... <laughs> yeah, basically. What the crap is the camera? I could not think of the word camera. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here trying He's to say... walking film thing. I was trying to say photo, like photo, photo maker, photo... What the crap's the word? Oh, camera. Print. <laughs> I feel like that one falls into useless superpower, so pick another number. <laughs> Uh, two. Energy constructs. Uh, the ability to comp uh, create complex shapes such as a giant boxing gloves or cages. So like, Green yeah, Lantern. Green I would say Green Lantern Earth, type. Even functional machinery. So that's a pretty good villain for you. Hmm. Cool. At <clears throat> pick one number. No one said I one see. yet, so I'll say one. My ability is to throw uh, a 2013 Nissan Altima, but only a 2013 Nissan Altima. <laughs> You're like scanning the streets looking desperately for a 2013 Nissan Altima. Please, sir, surely someone in the city drives one. <laughs> crap, that's crap, that's only a 2012. No, dang it. <laughs> so, Matt, the power yeah. set that your villain has is actually a good counter to you. It's really? probability manipulation. Oh, the gosh, dang it. Crap. probability <laughs> causing unlikely things to happen i'm screwed not to happen oh <laughs> dude honestly i want to see that played out in a movie my hero against that villain that's a movie there oh yeah That'd incredible wow we just you just accidentally wrote a movie script great job <laughs> <laughs> so we got gravity manipulation for me uh andrews is uh Energy constructs. Energy construct and then probability manipulation for Matt. These yep. are all power sets that I hadn't really thought of either, which is crazy. Yeah. And then nice. I figured because I found so I found this other generator. Oh no. And uh it actually I tried it out and it said, We've been generating nonsense for years. And I'm like, uh -huh. Sounds like us. Sounds like us. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just it generates a personality. And a character. So I just uh hold on. Are you doing this right. for the villain? Yes. Okay, so you're generating a personality for, for our villains now. Yeah. Okay. My villain's goal is to give the entire world cancer. Enough with the cancer. <laughs> I know that was the last one. That was the last so one. So we will do I just, adult. I, I, I found a bit. <laughs> do adults uh, twenty twenty years old plus, so they're around our age. Okay. All right. So I'm generating mine. 
All right. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was I was just reading through the first part of it. Okay. So, name is Iol Finley. That's a good name. She's a female. Twenty three. Oh. On the first of October, six foot one. Ooh. Dang. With gray skin. Hmm. Uh, she has irresponsible feel about her. Uh, she's mysterious. Oh. At, like, personality-wise. Yeah. Uh, she has green eyes, small ears, well-formed nose, puffy cheeks. This is so length, descriptive. What hair. the world? I know. This is why, like, this is a cool generator. It is. Uh, she has very muscular arms. Can I get uh, a number? <laughs> <laughs> muscular legs, a thick neck, and wide shoulders. Andrew's sitting over here like, and is she single? I feel like it kind of works for like the gravity stuff too yeah uh you often wears scruffy expensive clothes that are mostly dark colored and poor like oversized uh she is usually seen wearing a traditional scarf uh her personality <laughs> i'm sorry personality just, just is, the idea uh, of a villain wearing a scarf is just really funny to me <laughs> it's great uh her personality is dutiful naive and blatantly honest social class is elite oh she's an elitist education can't read wait what <laughs> so you're saying she, she was born into money <laughs> marital oh. status she's in an arranged marriage oh my gosh dang it her job she's a podiatrist what what's a podiatrist I have no idea. Is that the foot doctor? I think so. Yeah. Pediatrics. Oh no! It involves the infants, the medical care of infants, children, adolescents, and young adults. Ah. And then it her financial status is billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so she's rich. Oh man, I don't have it easy, guys. I don't have it no, easy. No, that's tough. Um, she can buy a lot of things to throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> Her worldview is optimist. <laughs> How much detail does this thing go into? This is insane. Uh, <laughs> She's an optimistic villain. That's an interesting combo. Where is Nationalism this? What website is, is this? It's uh, Ranjen. That's co. it called? Um, it's Ranjen.co. Uh, physical health, health, no notable issues, quirks. Never flushes the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> My psychic is great for this. <laughs> your psychic is doomed. Oh my gosh. Likes playing football. Dislikes dogs and broken records. Self-satisfaction is at 53%. <laughs> Fitness level is only 71%. Uh, motivator is she desires love. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> she's in an arranged basically, marriage. Basically, she's too. just she's because she's in an arranged marriage and she desires love. She hates the rest of the world. Oh my gosh. Skills. Uh, she excels at persuasion and knows how to use a bow staff. Interesting. Um, colors likes black and orange. Well, yeah, you're gonna be in a jumpsuit for the rest of your life. <laughs> Uh, music, bluegrass, food, junk food, book genre, young adult, and favorite animal is a tiger. She's just a relatable, 
a relatable type, except for the fact that she's rich. <laughs> yeah. Let's say I'm gonna screenshot these so we have them. That's absurd how much detail they put into that. Like who who oh, yeah, made that's that? why that's why I love this generator. Like that's it gives nuts. very detailed stuff. Alright, so Andrew, your villain. Uh construct uh manipulator or generator. Take a screenshot he... and send it to us so we can read it. That's not too difficult. So we can each read our own, basically. I was going to say, but if it's too difficult, then forget it. I'll, I'll just read them. That way you can hear them. With I also wants else. all the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's it's a long screenshot because it's a long table. screenshot. Um, so your nemesis, Andrew, is 28, born on the 1st of April. So your birthday month, buddies. Um, so he's a fool. joke. He <laughs> is named Wade Albert. Wade. Wade! <laughs> he is tall and crooked with reddish brown skin, and he has disinterest a disinterested feel about him. Hmm. He has okay. wide hazel eyes, a flat nose, large ears, and puffy cheeks. He has long, thick brown hair. He has short arms, narrow hips, large hands, and a slanted shoulder. <laughs> Very asymmetrical, this one. His personality is mean, evil, silly, stingy, and plucky. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting combo. Um, social class. He's in the lower class. Education, bad at math. Hey. <laughs> or twins. Marital status. He's a widower. Oh man, that's rough. That man, this guy is—he's got all anything. of the super villain. Yeah, don't you dare make a cancer joke now. Um, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say the c word. You said <laughs> that was I'm the idea. Say... I said uh, I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh, no, dude, this guy's literally perfect for you. His job is a filmmaker. No way. Well, he's perfect because he just stole my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, you stole his. This that's probably why he hates you. He's just um, better at it than I am. <laughs> uh, financial status, comfortable. Uh, Worldview, pessimist. <laughs> uh, nationalism, I'm not very patriotic. <laughs> he hates America. Uh, yeah, he hates America. Unacceptable. Uh, Conflict. This is how he handles conflict. Shoot Poor first, least. ask questions later. <laughs> oh man, his physical health, no notable issues. Quirks, never flushes the toilet. Why? What? Why is Why that? Is it, what is it with people not flushing the toilet? Flush your toilets. <laughs> it's like one of those people that are like, "Oh my gosh!" This guy's like, "We're in a drought." <laughs> Likes playing football. Dislikes. Being nude. <laughs> Don't we all? Public display of affection in tedious games. <laughs> Don't you dare ask him to play Risk. He is afraid of speed. <laughs> he is 62% uh, satisfied with himself. Uh, nice. He has a fitness level of 51%. Okay. His motivator is is remembrance. His skills, he's secretly skilled at detecting deception. 
Which is an interesting uh, counter to the uh, power set that you have, I feel like, Andrew. Um, colors. His favorite color is caramel. His favorite music is rap. His favorite food, junk food. His book genre is legend. And his favorite animal is an eagle. Ooh. Nice. All right, Matt, are you ready for yours? I can't wait to hear <laughs> about how they don't flush the toilet. I know. If it says that again, I, <laughs> I might lose my they mind. They flush the toilet all the time. <laughs> Constantly flushes the toilet. <laughs> all right, Matt. All right. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that you're laughing already. <laughs> your your nemesis is, is Liam Gay. Right. I'm going to leave and, that alone. Uh, his age is 88. What? <laughs> An 88-year-old who knows how to manipulate probabilities? Gosh dang it. He's seen too uh, much. He's underweight with golden brown skin. He has a rebellious feel about him. He has a piercing... Where? It doesn't say where. <laughs> I'm going to assume they mean on his ear. Oh, no, it says he has piercing thin blue eyes. Oh. Large oh. ears. Large ears, a round chin, and hollow cheeks. He has very short black curly hair, and he has a long neck, and he's muscular in the torso with defined chest muscles. He often wears immaculate matching clothes and are mostly colorful and modest. He sounds he's terrifying. Seen... <laughs> he does. He is usually seen wearing a fedora. <laughs> what? Oh, gosh. I gotta go against the fedora. <laughs> he also he also wears glasses. Okay. Uh, man, his personality is big-headed, people-oriented, and poor... Uh, people-oriented and cynical. Hmm. He's also poor company, I guess. Um, <laughs> Not someone you want to have over for dinner, basically. His social class, he's an aristocrat. I don't know what then, I, don't, I, I, I should know what an aristocrat is, but I don't. Means like they, they're high society. Yeah, they're like society. interested in art and culture. Wait until oh, you hear. Oh, an art, an art nerd. Crap. Wait until you hear his education. Oh no. Can't write. Can't write. <laughs> no wonder he does art. His marital status. He's a widower. Makes sense. He's eighty-eight. Does say that he is heterosexual. Okay. Um. Despite his last name, got it. Yeah. Uh, his job. He's a therapist. <laughs> and he's 99% satisfied with it. I mean, I would I status, would hope so if you're that old. I would hope you're satisfied with yourself. Yeah. His financial status is wealthy. Makes sense. Uh, his nationalism is he enjoys living where he lives. Good. Conflict is violence never solves anything. Interesting. Makes sense. He's a therapist. Yeah. I mean, he manipulates probability, so he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that, an interesting it, combo with that. It's fitting his superpower pretty well, even though it wasn't at all connected to this generator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, his physical health—he's got no physical issues of no. Got no physical. He's of he's of a he's of immaculate <laughs> health at eighty-eight. <laughs> yeah, his quirk. Wait for it. He sleep talks. Oh, <laughs> does he does indeed flush what a the toilet? Freak. He does flush the toilet. Uh, Good, glad to hear it. Yeah. He likes fishing, swimming, and smoking. Uh, I was with him for the first one. Uh, he dislikes dirty streets, bright and he sunlight, loves smoking, bright sunlight, and being caught in heavy rain. 
Jeez. So he just hates the outdoors as a whole. <laughs> if it's sunny, he's yeah. if it's sunny, he hates it, <laughs> and if it's raining, he hates it. <laughs> oh man, Dude, uh, is he so is angry. afraid of choking. Hmm, I think I can work with that. Aren't we all? Yeah. Uh, his self satisfaction is seventy five percent. His mm-hmm. fitness level is seventeen percent. So not very fit physically. But if he just if he manipulates probability, he doesn't need to be fit. Yeah. His motivator, feelings of supremacy. <laughs> and his skills, he's actually really skilled at tracking. Oh gosh dang it. His favorite color is turquoise. His music genre is Bollywood and Latin. What? And of culture. <laughs> And Very his diverse. favorite foods are other people's cooking. Nice. <laughs> My favorite, favorite food is whatever average. other people make for me. <laughs> Wait till you hear his favorite book genre and animal. Book oh, genre no. is horror. Oh, no. Animal is great white shark. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so nice. I feel like that's. I feel like we got good counters to our No kidding. Choices. Yeah. yeah, they all fit. They all kind of fit like us in a way it's weird to describe like, despite like, your guy being 88 years old he's actually a really good villain for what you chose man. it's kind of like um he sounds a bit like uh mr glass like physically literally zero yeah threat, exactly but he can manipulate but obviously mr glass doesn't manipulate probability but like he could you know do stuff that doesn't require him to actually physically do anything yeah interesting well, that was i went better than i th- i thought it would for uh, like in terms of, uh, I mean, they meshed so well, just out. not even being related at all. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the first thing. That is. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all I had for that. That's segment. all we have. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, but I do have a second segment. I'm only doing two today because I figured these both would take a fair amount of time. Mm. Um, there's no good segue <laughs> at all because. Uh, we're going to be talking about Hallmark movies. Gosh, why? Ooh, why? Ooh. They suck. Because I found a list with all the ones coming out this year. Uh, I want to quit the podcast. <laughs> 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 it's got all of their titles and their like what they're about. So I wanted to just say the title, let you guys try and explain the synopsis, and whoever gets it closer gets a point. Oh boy! I'll let you know that this is not going to be. This obviously isn't going to be on the list because it came out, I think, last year or the year before. There was a movie where a woman needed to learn all about Hanukkah, and so she, instead of googling it, she hired she uh, enlisted the help of a uh, Jewish person. <laughs> oh my god! Who, 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 who in turn needed to learn all about Christmas? <laughs> so <hard. laughs> what? was this set in like the 1800s it was set in the modern day oh my gosh yeah google exists all right Let's see, uh... first up all right uh <laughs> my answer is going to be exactly the same for all of these because every hallmark movie is the same <laughs> yeah well i feel like their their titles are super like on the nose for the most part yeah uh, like nine lives of christmas it's pretty pretty yeah. self-explanatory and they're very punny uh, so i feel like you... P- oh, <clears throat> you guys go okay uh so i feel like you guys should be able to get fairly close with some of these but like yeah, sometimes awesome. it's going to be pretty difficult uh but go ahead andrew as christina prepares her restaurant for its biggest busiest times of the year she gets her dna re- 
DNA re- test was revealing that she's Jewish. Discovery leads her to a new family and unlikely romance over eight nights. Oh, like oh, Hanukkah, I think. I think. Yeah. Yes, exactly <laughs> like Hanukkah. Uh, I think it's supposed to I'm trying to figure out if this is like the one we should like learn about Hanukkah. Hmm. Well, it sounds like it. Sounds terrible. Well, it is a Hallmark so, movie. This one is called The Well Next Door. The Well Next Door? Noel Next Door. Oh, okay. Noel Next Door. So, a woman slash man moves into a small town and then has a and then meets their curmudgeonly neighbor who they don't get they don't get along with at first and have a heart and have and knock heads at first but then after the course of the movie they slowly get to know each other and realize more about each other and then fall in love by the end i i agree i think andrew nailed it i'll give an answer just for the sake of uh doing it um i'm going to say Guy moves from the big city to suburbia, and as I he's moving, my bets said man slash woman. <laughs> and as he's moving in, um, he acts. His dog goes and takes a dump in his neighbor's lawn. And who's his? Who is his neighbor? Noel, a young woman who's a bit down Dang, on her I luck. I didn't even think about the name. And uh, and so she's like, get your dog, idiot. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm new to the neighborhood. It won't happen again. It does happen again. But that's beside the point. <laughs> and then he calls the dog back over, continues moving in. They run into each other while getting the mail, and they exchange dirty looks. Then they run into each other at the grocery store. And because he's tall and brooding, she asks him to retrieve the jar of mayonnaise from the top shelf, which he does. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he don't he interrupt retrieves. my synopsis. Oh, I'm gonna say he retrieves it on like he just retrieves like from out like there's a shot of her like trying to like reach reach and then there's a t- <laughs> then from out of, from the, out of the side of the shot there's a bigger an off screen hand, hand. Up, <laughs> off screen hand comes up and picks up the pick, the mayonnaise jar or whatever. Jar. What is with the mayonnaise? And then hands it to know. and then hands it to her and is like her. here you go. And then like the camera tracks and like suddenly turns around and then and then as there. and then he turns and walks away a little a little embarrassed because he helped out his rude neighbor and she starts to eye him a bit and realize that he's quite built in fact. They he's then a hunky they dude. then eventually they then eventually fall in love but then <laughs> all of a sudden she sees him with another girl who is it his no. cousin but he doesn't feel the need to tell her for another <laughs> half hour. <laughs> his sister comes to town unexpectedly. <laughs> And, and they're seen. And he, they're seen embrace. No, they're not even seen like together. They're seen embracing <laughs> in the front door, the front on the stoop of his house. And she's like, she's coming over with like Christmas cookies or some other thing. And then she's like, that. That's why I'm. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. It's the woman who moves to the town, and then the guy is the one who always lives here. So I think it makes way more sense if it's the I'm woman who. I'm giving moves. it to Andrew because he pr- basically nailed it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> a hardworking single mom gets into a war of words with a neighbor who she feels is ruining Christmas, only Ooh. to find that his wait. misunderstood grouch. Oh, wait, let me that know, this let me misunderstood he... grouch may just steal her heart. Is there a scene where he cuts down a tree and it like crashes into their yard or something? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> no clue. That's, this one is already out. That, this came out in October. October 21st. Oh my gosh, a Christmas right. movie in October? What is this, Anarchy? Next up we have We Wish You a Married Christmas. Okay, there's so a there's a couple 
There's a couple that plan on getting getting married on Christmas, but one but the lady has to go back to her uh, her ta- her uh, hometown for some uh, unexpected business, and so then she gets stuck in some sort of snowstorm that prevents her from leaving, and she also has car trouble. But meanwhile, <laughs> the fiance. The fiance and the fiance's mother, her future mother-in-law, are freaking out playing this wedding. But she doesn't like this girl at all. So she has hired somebody to keep her stuck in that small town and plants all this story and all this evidence <laughs> that she doesn't want to be there. But she's, like, doing all the best, all the things she can. But then the fiance, I'm going to throw a twist in here because you would oh. think she runs into some, she thinks she runs into some hunky guy that, uh, <laughs> some hunky guy that uh, turns around and she leaves her fiance. But no, the fiance travels to the small town and they get married uh, in a small town chapel at Christmas. All right, Matt, what say you? Would you say the title one more time for me, please? We wish you a married Christmas. Okay. I'm going to say that it is a, a woman lawyer from the big city who goes out to a farm and she meets a guy who's a farmer and i'm going to i'm going to go out on a limb here the guy takes care of like animals but not a typical animal it's not like a dog or something i think it's going to be like some goats. obscure some obscure farm animal like a, a goat. like a llama or something and then it'll be a um <laughs> and uh she'll be, she'll be like ah hard. and then she'll be like ah who is this who is this a hunky man that I am meeting now on this farm, and he's like, "Hi, I'm the farmer. My name's Chad." <laughs> and then oh eventually they somehow, gosh. eventually they somehow get married, but like there's a car crash in there somewhere. Oh my gosh! What? I'm gonna lose my mind. What? What? I was looking up Noel next door just to see what I look like, <laughs> and looks exactly, ex- dear listener, looks exactly the way you think it up but <laughs> a, a a cover for we wish you a married christmas came up and i i have no words what andrew uh, i'm gonna give this one to you as well there's a llama on the cover what there's a llama on the cover are you kidding there's me a llama on the poster hang Wait, on no, i'm giving hang it to on, matt I'm hang giving on, it hang to on. Matt. <laughs> that wasn't in the synopsis <laughs> I'm I'm sending to you guys right now. There's no a llama on way. the phone. Oh my god! I don't. <laughs> I, I I have no words. No way, Matt. What the heck? I think that Did you might. Did already watch this? I think that might be an alpaca, technically. Doesn't matter. It doesn't Why? matter. <laughs> no. It I doesn't matter. Know. I had a weird feeling there'd be an animal involved. But why didn't you get it right? I don't know. <laughs> Why is there nothing about the llama in the, the synopsis? If it's on the cover, why is it not in the synopsis? Also, it's only it's got a synopsis. It's only got three well, like, stars. You got, you got another thing right about it, though, Matt. Cool. So I was leaning towards Andrew because of the, the verbiage, but you guys were, like, really close. But because there's a llama in the cover, that is 100% going to you. Oh, yeah, there you go. The, alpaca, yeah, it's an alpaca. It the alpacas show in our shield. Our alpacas are sheared, <laughs> sheared in the spring, so their hair will grow back before winter. The movie obviously takes place during the winter holidays. The alpacas should have hair. So that's a that's actually a mistake in the movie is they should have hair but they don't. <laughs> so Becca and Robbie are a married couple living are having a hard time connecting with each other before the holidays. So they're already just married. Just before Christmas. Yeah, just before Christmas they head to a cozy Vermont inn 
at the advice of their marriage coach so they can recharge. Weekend getaway gets unexpectedly extended when a mishap puts their car out of commission. Oh, no. And they might... Car trouble. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) just might put them on the road to a very happily married Christmas. And they get stuck... They get stuck at the, uh, you know, the cottage or whatever. Uh, or so the we're inn. both we're somehow both right. Yeah, no, we both. Yeah, you were both right. That's why, like, because I didn't see the llama poster, I was gonna give it to. I'm Andrew. not. I'm not even like trying to be competitive with this one. I'm honestly just enjoying Andrew and I trying to come up with synopses for these it's titles. Great. Also, upon looking at the Noel next door thing, I honestly thought that it was going to be Noel spelled like the woman's name the whole time. I never like Noel as in like, terms of Christmas never even occurred to me. Yeah, really? Yeah, no, I just thought Noel the name of the woman the whole time. I didn't think of like Noel like being a name, but I realized I always I immediately thought like Noel like the Christmas. Okay, yeah, no, I did for some reason. I'm kind of surprised. This would say stupid. <laughs> Hey, I just I just guessed an alpaca kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> That's so. insane, dude. <laughs> I figured right, there had up. to be more Christmas movies that involved animals than Nine Lives of Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Next up, we've got Jolly Good Christmas. Hmm. Uh, Jolly Good Christmas. I'll take the lead on this one, Andrew, since you led the first two. <laughs> I'm going go to go with Woman Falls in Love with a Mall Santa. Who happens to be a young fella who is a firefighter, and then she takes she takes him home to her lowly ranch where her folks still live. Um, she has since moved to suburbia from there, um, but then he meets the uh, he meets the family, and he it's a little awkward at first. Family doesn't take a liking to him. He doesn't quite know how to talk to you know adults. But eventually they work it all out. After a blatant misunderstanding that takes an hour where he's seen hugging his cousin. Valiant. Valiant. Did I nail it or did I nail it? (laughs) I didn't completely sidetrack because I just thought of this movie called Holiday in Handcuffs. What? (laughs) It's like essentially, I don't know if it was a, I don't think it's a Hallmark movie. It's an ABC family movie. Oh, oh yeah, the other Christmas movie channel, yeah. basically. A struggling artist working as a waitress loses her boyfriend and flunks a job interview. Feeling like a failure and with pressures of an intimate family Christmas approaching, she determines to bring home a perfect boyfriend, even if it's a federal offense. <gasps> dun dun dun. Were you trying like to a... were you trying to sing Andrew. Day Sandstorm? <laughs> what was that? It sounded more like I don't know. I was like I was trying to do what you did, but terribly. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Uh, what's your guess? <clears throat> uh, can you tell me the title again? Jolly Good Christmas. A Jolly Good Christmas. Um, Jolly. I don't even think of Jolly. Uh, oh, Jolly Good Christmas. It takes place in a small town in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it involves a. Santa gets stuck in that town for Christmas. So it's like the, there's Ooh. the jolly, 
And no, it's it's no, never mind, never mind. It's British. It's British. British. Oh, everything oh, I've said, oh. man. Everything I've said before. Jolly good Christmas. A woman, a businesswoman from the city. She is getting engaged to a British man. Oh no, a British woman is engaged to an American, a small town, hometown American boy. And she <laughs> and they had come to America for Christmas. They met in good jolly old Engeland, where the Queen dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They, they met. They met. They met across the pond, and then, and then this is the first time she's ever come to America, and she comes to not like New York City or L.A. or something fancy like that. No, she goes to uh, middle of nowhere, bumfart town, Kentucky <laughs> or Iowa or somewhere in like the Midwest slash uh, South. Where everyone's all about good hometown va- family values and not nothing about the big city. We don't know nothing about the big city. And so she uh, hijinks ensues. She knew she 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 plans to leave, but there's snow. They they're like, oh, we're gonna go back for a little bit. Then we're gonna fly back to be with her family. But then snow stops them, and then they're stuck there. And then they get married, or they're fall deeper in love. So the switch up just gave you the point david is an american architect who recently moved to london for a prime no way firm but just three days before christmas he crosses paths with a woman named angie a professional shopper who raises an eyebrow over his choice of a gift card for his girlfriend i have no clue she raises an eyebrow over his choice of a gift card for his girlfriend David ultimately decides to hire Angie, and thanks to a series of unexpected events, finds himself on a wild adventure across jolly old London as Angie helps him search for the perfect present. As the queen dies in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have a magical. I can't, Christmas I can't believe village. you nailed the. I can't believe you nailed the England part, man. That's I was awesome. Thinking, I was thinking. I was thinking jolly, jolly good. Christmas. Yeah, jolly good Christmas, that makes so like, much jolly... sense. It's like it seems so deliberate. It either has something to do with like Santa is specifically in this movie, mm-hmm. or and then it just clicked. It's like jolly. That's a, that's a <laughs> British thing. Excellent work. That's a, that was America, impressive. America knows two things about British people: jolly, <laughs> the Queen, and jolly. Good. That's the revolution. No, there's no more Queen, so they don't know that anymore. <laughs> they know, they know, they know the Revolutionary War, and they know uh, they talk funny. That's all America knows. Next up, we've got a magical Christmas village. Ooh. Uh, there's a lady, and she is an elf. And she travels to this uh, town for Christmas. And it's a very small town. And she's like, I gotta bring Christmas joy. I'm on special assignment from Santa Claus. And she said, she's like, I gotta do my job. I gotta, like figure out why this town has no Christmas joy, and she uses her magic to spread Christmas joy. But there's just one curmudgeonly guy who's also 6'2 and muscle-bound, but he he just like, ah, bah humbug, who, hey, who has time for Christmas? <laughs> I just got to do my, I just got to work with my wood, and I got to do my carpentry. And she's like, I know a thing about carpentry, but then she doesn't know anything about carpentry, but she does magic. And then the entire time he's like, "Oh, I love you," and then he kisses her, but she's like, oh, 
this is a lie. I can't, I can't <laughs> do this. This has all been a lie. And he's like, well, you've been using me. You've been lying to me. And he's like, well, it was because I'm from, I was sent here by Santa and he told me what to do. But then he's like, that's ridiculous. Santa's not real. And then stuff happens <laughs> and they fall in love. Oh boy. I am I am really torn on two different directions here. Cause I think I have a I have one that's way more literal and one that's way more creative. So I'm just gonna combine them both or something. Do it. Okay. There's a guy lives in a small village. Get it? <laughs> lives in a small village. He is a magician by trade. But everyone in his small town that he lives in thinks he's just an idiot and a hack. And he always messes something up with the tricks that he's doing somehow. But then one day he is in, um, I'm going to say he's at his mother's house. And she not only has a Christmas tree set up, but um, she has like one of those little like, like, the village like sculpture things where it's just a bunch of like houses made out of clay or something. And he like stares at it for a long time and sees there's this little figurine that's also a magician. And he's and so he picks it up and then suddenly it like turns into like glitter in his hand. And then the glitter starts to like rush all up and down his like all like through his veins essentially. And he becomes actually magical. And then he starts performing <laughs> tricks and his career is saved. Oh man. Matt, you're going to get this one. Am I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which, by the way, that puts Matt at two and Andrew at three. Start, uh, or keep track I, of I'm your... not going to keep you I was going to say, I do I, have it, but keeping track one bit. That's, I'm just that's, enjoying this. <laughs> that's why I said that, so you can keep track from this point. Yeah. Because I did remember your guys' scores, but then I realized once we get further down, I will not. Yep. Um, so, when Summer's mother, Vivian, moves in with her and her young daughter, Chloe, her orderly existence is upheld upon revival. Vivian sets up an heirloom, miniature Christmas village resembling <gasps> her town, and tells Chloe it grants Christmas wishes. Yes! So stupid. Yes! Chloe begins setting up the figurines, real-life events, which you said figurine, Matt. Did I? Oh, yeah, so I was. <laughs> so, real <laughs> life go. events seem to mimic the scenes that she creates. Oh, so this child has help... been granted with the power of a god. Yeah. <laughs> with and all she does help... is to do some stupid stuff at Christmas. What a lame uh, gift. With a little help from the magic of the Christmas village, the Ooh. family will be brought closer together, and just maybe, Summer will learn to open her heart to love again. Rose. The only reason that came to mind is because my grandma always sets one, always used to set one up at her house, and I when I was younger and I'd be trying to entertain myself before we opened gifts, I would just be staring at that thing for hours. <laughs> yeah, my, my my family goes to Frank Frankenmuth and Bronner's every year, and we always for some stupid reason we walk through Bronner's, even though it's the same stuff that we never buy. Or, except for my, except for my uh, aunt and uncle, they always buy stuff. Nice. They always buy some sort of. I, I remember for years they bought. They were trying to like complete their nativity scene, mm. but they like oh like the I think it was like Jesus or a wise man that they were missing, and so it was just always just a little bit too expensive, for them to go through with it. And it was just like it was just so funny to see it every year. <laughs> <laughs> so 
this one came out on my birthday, actually. Oh, nice. Lights sucked. Lights, camera, <laughs> Christmas. Lights, camera, uh, Christmas. Andrew, you should relate big... to this one. Yeah. Uh, there's a big time movie director, and they gotta shoot a they gotta shoot a movie, but they're like, okay, it's like, but we're behind on budget, so we're gonna have to shoot over Christmas, and so he's like, it's like, ah, oh, I gotta shoot at Christmas. He's like, uh, but we and we also need to shoot in a small town. He's like, I know. He's like, don't you? Aren't you from a small town? He's like, I can't go back to the small town. That place only had one horse. <laughs> And they didn't even have a Starbucks. They don't know nothing about Starbucks. Because there's going to be a scene where he's like, can I get a French cappuccino mochiata with no foam? And she's like, ma'am, we just got coffee here because we're just small town folk. (laughs) And so uh, they go and they start shooting a movie. And then there's a woman who she is just, she's just a small, small town gal, but she's honest. And she's, she's not, she's not like any of them devious Hollywood folk. Okay, sorry, my sister. <laughs> my sister just walked in. Um, but um, but yeah, she's not like any of that the devious Hollywood folk. And but the guy's also like engaged to a uh, to a to a Hollywood floozy, as Ooh, one might say. Ooh, I like the twist. And so the Hollywood the Hollywood floozy, she's in like a B plot where she just does pratfalls the entire movie, and she just like <laughs> she like she like falls down into the forest <laughs> and. And she like gets attacked by like a deer or something, or she's like, it looks like she's getting attacked, but the deer is just like, oh, the deer's so friendly. And then she like, <laughs> oh, she's like, uh, main character, I'm so sick of this stupid small town. I'm we're leaving tonight. And he's like, he's like, but I gotta finish this movie. He's like, forget <laughs> this movie. Let somebody else direct it. But he's like, but I'm falling in love. And you like, and she's like, and then there's like a whole scene where she's like, I'm leaving tomorrow, and you better be there. And there's like a scene where he's like getting ready to go and he's gonna go but then he stops and then he like runs and there's a lot of run there's a big old running scene where Lots he's of running run. down the down the, the 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 small town roads and then he gets to the the lady's house and then she kisses her in front of her family on christmas and they all cheer <gasps> and then that's it and then they make the, they she he quits hollywood and moves back to be a small town loser <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna top that, to be honest. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm getting interrupted by somebody coming into your room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with a very similar plot, but I'm gonna change the genders of the two. It's going to be a woman directing the movies, and then she falls in love with this male actor who shows up to play the part of the. Um, I don't know. In the movie, he's going to be a cop, but in real life, he's a firefighter. I keep going back to firefighters because they're always firefighters. He's 6'2", 220 pounds of pure muscle. No, and... it's like lean. he's lean. He's lean. <laughs> he's lean. He's muscly. But lean. Yes. And um, she keeps losing track. Well, she keeps losing track of what she's supposed to be doing because during any scene where he has his shirt off, she keeps she's like missing her cues to say cut and what like to direct the cameras and stuff. So the first like fifteen to twenty takes of every scene are just awful because she keeps losing her focus. <laughs> <laughs> and and eventually he seem and then there's a scene where he has to kiss the like the the his co star which is an actress. And 
the director has a hard time stomaching this, but it has to happen regardless. And they share a very passionate kiss on scene. And this upsets the director to the point that she kicks a camera over and breaks it and thus potentially ending her film career. But the guy's like, that wasn't real. I'm actually in love with you. I was just acting. And then roll credits. I'm giving it to Matt. <laughs> Woo! Come on. So, when a holiday rom-com movie shooting in her town needs a costume designer, Carrie, a local shop owner, steps so into I the So I was role. right. I was right, though. Small town, <laughs> shoot, shooting a film in a small town. While working on the movie, she rediscovers her passion me. for costume design <laughs> and finds herself falling for Brad. Brad! Of course it's Brad. Brad. <laughs> the film's famous leading man. Uh, but he's that's like why, he's like all Hollywood, and he doesn't understand small town values. That's why I'm giving it to giving it to Matt because he got the gender roles right and uh, the lead actor thing. And yeah, he so. doesn't understand, but I guarantee you, he doesn't understand small town values. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> don't. And so he has to learn about small town values. Next up, then we've he... got. <laughs> oh, boy. oh no! Royal nanny. Oh gosh. Royal okay. Nanny, what on earth? Okay, so it's about a British lady who uh, is an American family living in London, and a Brit- it's an American widower living in London. And so he he's like busy businessman, so he has no time for his kids because there's a bunch of uh, execs coming from uh, Japan, like they did in the eighties. <laughs> and so yeah. he's got he's got to do finances for his big American business who's bigging, who's doing big numbers every quarter. And so uh, he has no time for his two to three children. <laughs> for his his various amounts of children that he can't deal with. And so he hires this young, attractive, five foot five uh, nanny because this dude's all this dude's already six two. So he can't have a woman who's taller than five five. And so uh, and so he hires her and he brings her into his house and he only sees her like every now and then because he's doing big numbers at his big company. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm from England and the queen is dead. So I'm here to do I'm here to watch over the children. And I'm basically like Mary Poppins, but we can't do Mary Poppins or we'll be sued. And so she does uh, she does British stuff with the children. And they learn, they do crumpets, and they do all that stuff, and they do all that Christmas stuff. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my gosh, I'm neglecting. And then there's like one time where he like doesn't understand his kids. And so the uh, the nanny's like, let me explain how the kids work. And then they stay up late, and then they do a kiss. And But he's like, oh, we shouldn't have done a kiss. And then she's like, it's best if I leave or I quit. And he's like, oh, maybe it's best if you do quit. We can't have... And then he hires, like, a bad nanny, and she, like, sucks. And she's, like, the worst. <laughs> He's like, I miss, like, Annabelle or what pseudo-Mary Poppins or whatever her name is. And so <laughs> then he calls her. Then he, like, runs. He does a running scene, and he runs to, runs to her over Christmas. The running scene. And then it's, like, because then the entire time, it's, like, this lady has been their pseudo-mother. Because their mother died, like the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and they do a big kiss and then maybe get married and it's like, oh, we don't even have, need a mother. We didn't need our old mother anymore because she's been replaced by our new mother. Who's British. <laughs> and alive, unlike the queen. 
I look. I okay. I, the, what I came up with is almost exactly like what Andrew said. It was going to be very similar. Like guy, guy's wife is left him or something, and he sucks at being a father, so he hires a nanny. Then he happens to be a younger, attractive woman who he ends up falling in love with. And like like Andrew was alluding to, they kiss and they're like, "Well, we shouldn't have done that. That's wrong," or whatever. Oh, but I'm gonna throw in the I'm gonna throw in the little plot twist that the children catch them kissing one time, and that's and that then the kids are like, "What were you doing with the nanny?" And he's like, mm, "Nothing. Why?" And like uh, you're trying to replace our real mother. Yeah, and the and the kids and get upset died. about it. And she died <laughs> like the queen. And so, but then they say, eventually end flip- up they eventually end up getting married. <laughs> I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna say the woman is American and the uh, the, the the guy is British. That just cost you the point. <laughs> I no. had no clue who it was going to. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it was close. Claire is an MI5 agent who goes what? undercover what? as the royal nanny. No way. She must. Uh... She must overcome the challenges of her assignment. Like resisting the charms of Prince Colin while keeping the family safe at Christmas. Oh my gosh! That's why it's called the Royal Nanny. Yeah, isn't a uh, didn't Vin Diesel do a movie like that? The baby pacifier, the pacifier. basically. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. But I don't think and I don't think MI five agents do spy stuff. I think that's MI six. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have no idea. <laughs> Next up, we've got Christmas at the Golden Dragon. The Golden oh, Dragon. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give a strong plot, but I'm gonna say this movie's probably a little bit insensitive. Probably. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's probably <laughs> some insensitive parts about this movie that shouldn't be made in 2022. <laughs> so, um, uh, I'm gonna say it's a guy who falls in love. With an Asian American woman who is like a first generation immigrant, and her parents own a Chinese restaurant, and uh, they fall in love, but a series of shenanigans prevents them from being together. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it, the movie takes place at a Chinese restaurant, which is definitely located somewhere in America. It's not like in China or anything. San Francisco. Mm, I'm gonna go somewhere in, somewhere more east, like uh, New York City, Kentucky. <laughs> Gosh, um, or somewhere to Tennessee or Kentucky, some somewhere down there. But anyway, that's really not important to my plot. It's gonna take place at a Chinese restaurant, and the Chinese restaurant is uh, falling upon some financial problems, and then through a series of like. A, a series of happenstance, essentially, like the the correct person happens to stumble in on the correct day, and then donates a bunch of money or something. Somehow they save the restaurant, and just in time for Christmas. I think I'm gonna give it to Andrew. <clears throat> okay. And Rami and Rick's parents surprise them with the news that they will be closing the Chinese restaurant they have owned and operated for decades. Hmm. The siblings each find themselves reevaluating their futures. Also impacted by the news, they are uh, also impacted by the news are the landmark restaurant's loyal patrons and staff who have all come to depend on the restaurant over the holidays. We were both pretty close on that one. I stand by. I stand it's only by because my Andrew. 
Andrew was saying, Andrew said that the parents owned the restaurant and then it was closing. Ah. Uh, so that's why I'm leaning towards Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, we both, we I'm both, gonna, both I'm going to stand by my statement that there's probably some cultural insensitivity in that movie yeah. based around some sort of probably stereotypes. Probably. I mean, it's, made, it's s- not like this was made 30 years ago. Oh, this was know, made this I, year, though. It is nice that like... they're culturally diversifying, though, like Christmas movies. So it's not like Sally White, you know. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some sort of joke about something that's like, whoa, they made that joke in 2022. I mean, it I is doubt out. That. You can watch it. Came out I don't. November, 9th, November 18th. <laughs> it's rated, it is rated <laughs> Wait, G. Wait, November 13th. It's rated R. G. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Next. you'd be surprised what jokes they get by in a G movie. That's true. Next up, three wise men and a baby. Okay. Uh, three wise men and a baby. So, huh. The typical baby gets dropped off at the fire department. Three guys happen to be there. And then they have to, they spend literally the entire movie trying to determine what to do with this baby that has randomly come into their lives. And somehow it works out that they all end up like taking the baby for they like alternate who takes care of the baby each day. So each of them takes it home with them and have to explain to their wives how they how they came into possession of a baby. (laughs) They keep passing. They keep passing the baby off until eventually like one of the one of the guys is like, oh, I love having a child. And oh, guess what? My wife also can't have children, it turns out. So, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm adopted. But then the other guys are going to be like. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. I also wanted to adopt this child, and then they all have a falling out about it. But then eventually, they kind of come to an agreement that one of them should take it. Then they enter a, poly- a polyamorous uh, <laughs> Mormon marriage. <laughs> God, gosh. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say it's two two wildin' happenin' bachelors who are living their cool life as firefighters. Yes. And so they're still firefighters. And so somebody drops off a baby at the fire department. And these guys are like, what a baby. We're just two. We're just a couple of wild and happily bachelors. We don't know nothing about babies. (laughs) And then throughout the movie, they, uh, one of them has a love interest. Who's like, who's like, you're a single, right? He's like, yeah, no kids. And then it's like, what? You have a baby. And it's like, no, I don't have a baby. And then there's like a misunderstanding. And then they grow to love the baby, and then they care for the baby, and then something so on and so forth. I'm going to give it to Matt, because he said three men. I yeah. did say three men. Did I said say two. I didn't say two. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I did? Yeah, two yeah. two bachelor oh, firemen. Because I said a couple. No, it was in the beginning. You said two. Did I say two? You did. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking three, because the original movie... Three men and a baby. It's I know. Tom. That's yeah. why I was like, "Why is he saying two? Tom Selleck and I was. Uh, I totally thought uh, that you were gonna be like, and then there's a third dude that just has advice on how to raise a baby because he's had a baby his whole life. You know, <laughs> weird. Uh, but yes, I gotta give that to Matt. Uh, three brothers get the surprise of their lives when they are forced to work together to care for a baby over the holidays. As they slowly get the hang of things, they find themselves on an unexpected journey of self-discovery and begin to rebuild their relationships as brothers, as well as the damaged romantic and professional relationships in their respective lives, all while rediscovering their love for Christmas. Oh, that's uh, three, not nice. Three Men and a Baby is uh, 
Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, I definitely know who those people are. You don't know who Tom Selleck is? Dude, I don't know actors. You know this about me. Yeah. Wow. Except we've got When I Think of Christmas. What about what about it? Oh, that's the title. Um When I Think of Christmas. Here's a hint. <laughs> okay. Think of what I think of Christmas. That's your hint. Uh, it's about a couple know. that loves watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> when I think Christmas, I think of rom-coms so it's just about a couple that watches rom-coms but like they're no, married no. <laughs> i guess i should reclarify think of uh my uh my hallmark movie synopsis oh god from know. last episode <laughs> yeah oh boy i'm not gonna be able to come off of that that's oh, not my head there's a car accident somewhere <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, go. <laughs> There's a woman. She gets amnesia Ooh. and doesn't remember doesn't remember anything. And so her boyfriend or husband has to teach her about Christmas and life, and they fall in love all over. Hmm, that's a good one. Matt, um, you have a guess. Uh, woman is a lawyer, goes to a farm, town, area. No alpacas are involved this time, though. But she does happen <laughs> to. Swear. But she does happen to be a handsome farmhand. And um, six two, even and, and who is six two and lean but muscle bound at the same time. But he's got, jaw, he's got a jawline for days. <laughs> <laughs> and due to their different upbringings. And different lifestyles. The she's all like, oh, when I think of Christmas, I think of stress because I live in the city and everything's all bustling and everything. And then the guy's like, oh, when I think of Christmas, I think of just you know settling down with the family, having big dinners with the entire town because I live near only ten people, and we all eat, we all eat each other's food, and the dogs like each other too because we ha- we can have dogs in the here, unlike you in the city. That must suck. And then somehow, in the, and then she's like, you should come to the city with me. And he's like, all right, fine. And then he gets hit by a car because he doesn't know what a crosswalk is. Oh, man. <laughs> is I am giving it I yes. am giving it to Matt. Because uh, he utilized the hint properly. Sarah Thompson returns to her hometown to help find to help her mother move, and is surprised when her ex-boyfriend Josh Hartman is back home. Whoa, the two shocking! Had once planned a life in music together, but Sarah oh. left to study law. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the former flames slowly reconnect and try to heal wounds, but both old and new. Or I guess I read that wrong. But the former flames slowly try and reconnect and heal old wounds, both old and new. When Sarah makes a surprising discovery, she and Josh forge a bold plan for the upcoming Christmas concert that will lead them all back to their musical roots and make this holiday a holiday to remember. Gosh, what a cliche closing yeah, the synopsis. <laughs> what a exactly. But the law yes. degree, which I had said <laughs> in my synopsis a few yes. weeks back, and also an ex-boyfriend. Ah, yes, I missed the ex-boyfriend part. Yes, the law, the law degree helped you win that one. <laughs> Except my we got... defense, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Except we've got hashtag Xmas. Oh That's the gosh. name of it. 
Yep. Uh, oh, boy. That's some, some, some girl. She's all up in that technology. But she's she a TikToker. But, she but they can't call it TikTok. So they call it like... Bing bong. Yeah. <laughs> bip, 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 bop. Bip, bop. She's, dan- she's all about dancing on Bitbop, and Bitbop is the hot new music album where all, where her favorite celebrities like Burger and Burger Burger, and Jamara, Jamara, Jamara. Oh look, there's Johnny McJawline. There you go, and Sasha, pants. <laughs> they 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 are they do a thing. Um, and she's all about. She don't know nothing about hometown values because she don't know nothing oh, about hometown values. <laughs> but when uh, when she does, but then she meets a guy who's like, "Well, let me teach you about some hometown, some small town values." Hometown cooking, you know, if you will. Honestly, and you don't know nothing about that, so I'm gonna tell you everything. And then they fall in love because they always do. Girl is a star on the new. Uh, Social media app, Bitbop, Bim- because I like I like the Bim-bop. name you came up with, so I'm stealing it. And all she knows Bim- is setting that phone up and dancing in random places horribly. And so, but then suddenly, she, the, her family's like, um, uh, Brittany, we have to go, we have to go see your grandparents for Christmas. And she's like, oh, mom, I don't want to. They don't have cell phone connection out there. And so she <laughs> must learn to get along without having a cell phone connection at all. And she's she she copes with this by still setting her phone up, but not recording anything or being able to post anything. But she keeps dancing because it's all she knows how to do. But she but slowly she learns. Oh, there's more to life than Bitbop, and <laughs> and she ends up enjoying Christmas at her grandparents despite her many 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 arguments she has with her parents about it. Gotta give it to Matt again because family. Ah! Uh, when yeah, Jen yeah. gets the chance to enter a brand's design contest, she poses as a family influencer, oh. enlisting in the help of her best friend Max and her baby nephew. When her ne- when her video is selected as a finalist, Jen is torn on whether or not to go on with her perfect family or reveal the truth. Hmm. Her family are Nazis. Next up is a movie that Matt might actually be slightly interested in. Why do all these people? You ever you ever seen um, uh, I forget what it's called. It's called like it's like an AI, not creating. Like it's, I think it's called AI. It's like a character creation tool that you can use with um, uh, crap. What's it called? It's like a it's like a creation engine that you can use for uh, like what we just used for the villain thing. No, it's like you create like <laughs> uh, hold on, you you keep going. I'm gonna look this up. All right, next up we've got a Royal Corgi Christmas. <laughs> I too love corgis. I'm going to go with that the two actors who end up falling in love, the guy and the girl, <clears throat> both own corgis and the two corgis they are walking their dogs in the park and then suddenly the two corgis put on the brakes and don't allow their owners to go any further because they must meet each other since they are both corgis they're like ah 
there is another dog that looks exactly like me. I must meet it. So the two dogs hit it off, but the two owners don't because the guy makes some snide remark about her clothing. And she's like, well, that's unforgivable. I can't like a guy who insults my clothing, even though it wasn't really an insult. <clears throat> and, then, and he's like, well, I think you're overly sensitive. And she's like, okay, well, I hope I never see you again. But little do they know they do see each other again. How? Because their dogs recognize each other from a distance. <laughs> and then every time they're both walking their dogs, the two dogs happen to find each other and they're forced to spend more time together. And they slowly fall in love over the course of the movie and eventually get married and the two dogs walk down the aisle with the rings. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Where's Andrew? Um, go. Ah, there he is. Well, uh, he's, he's still down that rabbit hole that he was trying. I am still trying to figure it out. But it's about two people who are royalty in some fashion. And uh, they don't like each other at first because the other person is stupid and stuck up. And then... Uh, they're forced to like meet because their parents want them to get married. But like, I want to, I want to have my own life. But it's like, no, you're you're royal, so you have to do what we <laughs> we royals say because we're all stuffy and stuck up. <laughs> and so they uh, they do a thing with a thing. <laughs> I am exhausted by <laughs> creative care for these movies. I only have two more, so you're in the you're on the home stretch. And so they uh, they have a uh, a thing with a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have corgis. They have a, there's a corgi. Someone owns a corgi, and they love the dog, but they don't love the person. But then they grow to love the person and the dog. I'll give it to Andrew because he did get the royalty thing. Uh... I cheated <laughs> on accident. <laughs> what? I was looking up to. I was looking up these other dumb movies, and I, and uh, while well, I was looking at the IMDb pages for the, when I think of Christmas thing, the I saw the poster for, oh, uh, oh. Royal Cor- <laughs> a royal corgi Christmas, and I saw it was like two royal people kissing. Oh, royal people! Point mm. point five points for you then. <laughs> Reluctant crown prince Edmund. Turns home just before Christmas in Edmund. anticipation of being named <laughs> what a great name. successor to the throne. As to the integrate queen died. himself oh my gosh. <laughs> to integrate himself to his mother with the queen, he gives her He's mistletoe. Dead. A rambunctious corgi in need of some serious training. After several doggy disasters, Edmund turns to Cecily, a canine behavior expert from America, to help. But America. his great surprise, Cecily demands that he take an active part in the daily dog training sessions. Sparks fly between them as the pair work together to get mistletoe ready to present at the annual Christmas ball. Just as the previous pup, or just as the precious pup captures their hearts, they discover that love can grow in the most unexpected places, leading them to question what they really want. Oh, I hate these synopses because they're all starting to sound the same. <laughs> the corgi is adorable, though. I'm looking at pictures, and yeah, top tier. I may have to watch it have, just, just for the dog. I have two more. I thought you had uh, two more after... What? <laughs> I thought you already had two more. This one, this one, and then the next one. Okay. So this one is Hanukkah on Rye. <laughs> ha- Hanukkah on Rye? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to say 
A Jewish family owns a sandwich shop. And a customer comes in and um, is a bit clumsy. But the young lady working in the cash register is very patient with him. And he's like, oh my gosh, no one's ever been this nice to me before. And then on the way out the door, he says, Merry Christmas. And she's like, I celebrate Hanukkah, you idiot. And, uh, <laughs> and um, but then from that point, they fall in love slowly, despite the father's objections. Andrew, what say you? Um, metahuman, that's what it's called. It's called metahuman. <laughs> What? Okay, I'm going to need you to backtrack. What is this relevant he, to? He's talking about the IA thing. Or oh, AI okay. Thing. okay. So in Unreal Engine 5, they came out with a uh, way to generate... Uh, a, it's like super realistic character generation. And you can like basically uh, edit their entire face to look like someone else or to look like a celebrity or to look like, uh, to look like anything. Hmm. So you can edit their, like, their, their hair length... And their nose length and everything, and basically just total uh, character control and creation. And so, every single one of the actors in every single one of these movies looks like they were created in the metahuman software from Unreal Engine Five, hmm. and hmm. they don't look like real people. Yeah, hmm. all the actors in uh, in these movies, I feel like, just look like models. So. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> like people who can't act yeah all right andrew what's your so like, synopsis hanukkah and rye hanukkah and rye i was gonna say something completely different i'm so glad i didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh hanukkah and rye uh like i'm gonna go with steel matthews uh they own a sandwich shop a sandwich and... sandwich <laughs> <laughs> they sell fake sandwiches it's sham. <laughs> they sell fake sandwiches they sell they own a sandwich shop there you go. Uh, and uh, the guy comes in, and he orders a sandwich, and she goes, "Happy holidays." And he's like, "Actually, it's you can say Merry Christmas." And she's, and she's like, uh, "Well, I'm Jewish, so it's actually ha- it's, I actually celebrate Hanukkah. So what of it?" And he's like, "Oh, whatever." And then he leaves, and he comes back a few days later, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I was actually a huge jerk." And it's like, well, I'd like to learn more about Hanukkah. And they teach her about, they te- she teaches him about Hanukkah. And then they uh, fall in love and have eight crazy nights. Adam Sandler. Gosh. <laughs> I really can't give it to either of you because you're both right around the same. Okay. So I'll give you both a point. But a matchmaker Give connects... it to Matthew. I don't think I'll be devastated about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to lose anyway. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> I'm so hurt. I know. Uh, a matchmaker connects Molly and Jacob, but their new romance pu- is put to the test when they realize they are competing competing deli owners. Will Hanukkah keep them together? Oh, I didn't think about making them rival deli owners. That's that's such yeah. a layup. How did I not come up with that? <laughs> Rye. Rival. And then the last one that we have is the most colorful time of the year. The most colorful time of the year. There's a woman. She's all outgoing and colorful, and she does like all these fantastical things. She's like, "Oh, colors, explosions, craziness! Whoa, whoa, so cool, so cool!" And then there's this guy who's like, "This is stupid," and she's like, "That's incredibly rude and mean." And she's like, "That's just so dumb." 
and I just want Christmas. I don't even care about Christmas because I hate Christmas. And then she goes on a mission to save his soul. <sighs> what would color have to do with it? Um. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh boy, right. I I really hope you get this. That would be incredible. Most colorful time of the year, which is funny because one of the characters is colorblind. <laughs> and I don't know, he falls in love with someone who fixes it. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Absolutely correct. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm Ryan very proud of that. <laughs> Ryan is an elementary school teacher who learns that he is colorblind. Yes! Michelle is an optometrist and a mother of one of his students. She helps bring color into his life for the first time. Yes, that's probably the holidays. That's probably not literal, but yes. I went to film school for four years. And you think I'd be like super upset and super sad that I wasn't able to uh, guess these movies, but all these movies suck, so <laughs> I'm fine with not winning. Andrew only knows good movies. I only yeah. know good cinema. Oh man, that's all I got for today. <laughs> Matt, Matt is the winner. I think it's like eight point five to four point five. So. I I stopped keeping track. I was having too much fun with the synopses and coming up with them and listening to them. So yeah, I figured I, I it would no be a idea. fun thing to talk about after my spiel on what every Hallmark movie was like just yeah, a couple and, weeks ago. But like and I said uh, earlier, they all started to really blend together. And, <laughs> they all they got, really do. A lot of them had, they were pretty much the exact same plot, but just with one little thing, whether it was Sometimes, a, a magical village or a deli or color blindness. <laughs> best part about the Christmas stuff uh, like or like the, the synopsis is that they throw in Christmas stuff at the very end of the synopsis. They're like, Oh yeah, like these people are going through this and like they have this job and they do this and they fall in love and they're like, oh, and it's also Christmas. Yes. Like, Insert Christmas. In case you forgot. Insert Christmas here. Yeah, also, literally though, that is how it is. I, I, I guess I should have mentioned this back when we talked about it, but the three wise men were not uh, firefighters in the movie. They they're were elves. elves. They were elves? elves. Uh, elves that helped Santa. At the oh moment. my gosh. <laughs> oh, so they weren't literal elves. No, no, no. Okay, that's at least something. from what I can tell from the pictures. But, anyways, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around, playing the game, uh, listening to our crazy uh, superhero powers and villains and sidekicks. And uh, thanks for just sticking with us through it all and uh, listening to our nonsense. And hopefully, you participated in the in the game and had a little fun. Uh, Man, there's a whole lot of nonsense wanna... in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, a whole lot of nonsense in this episode. But if you want to keep track and follow up with our daily and weekly nonsense, you can go ahead and give us a follow at the.nbn.podcast on Instagram and the official Nothing But Nonsense page on Facebook. Other than that, we wish you a super holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys, I'll let, I'll let the audience. On a little sneak peek, not sneak peek, but a, uh, uh, I'll let you, I'll tell you <laughs> next week. Next week is something we've never done before. It's completely unlike anything we've done uh, in the past. It's going to be a complete surprise. 
to these two guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to tell you right now, it's it's unlike anything we've ever done before. And I'm super excited about it. He just messaged us earlier this week. I am so excited for what what I'm doing. And I have mentioned that it's a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of work to put together. And I'm super excited for it. So, and I, it's going to be, I'm super excited. So tune in next week for something completely different, completely unlike anything we've ever done. before. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Andrew, you can say your your sign-off now that you were going to say at the intro. (laughs) Aspidanios! (laughs) That means goodbye. Bye.